Father, we thank you for the songs that have been sung. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed. We thank you for those that have come out to spend time with us, blessing and praising your name. Father, as we look into your word, we ask that it will fall upon the good soil of our heart, that it gain great root. And Father, that we will run with the word. And because we run with the word, that we will never tire, never give up, but that we will trust wholly in what you have told us and commissioned us to do. So God, we thank you. We honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 In case no one knew it, this is a new year. Not only is it a new year, it's a new decade. Not only is it a new year and a new decade, it's a leap year. So there's a lot of things going on. One of the good things about the leap year is the fact that we have the Summer Olympics this summer. And my wife's favorite event the gymnastics will be doing their thing. Uh, our favorite event together is the track and field. Uh, so we'll be watching the track and field events. And so this is just a good, good time. And last Sunday, we closed out the year by having our testimony service and some folks said some things last week that were, for them, a little bit harder to say, but they said it anyway. Some folks brought some points out last week that made me think about how good God has been to us. And still some others were telling only part of the story because God had did so much for them, they could only tell just a little piece of it so that we could all be encouraged. So I hope that everyone that was here last week was encouraged. And if you remember, as I was closing out, I said because of all the testimonies, the message that I had for last week, we weren't going to be able to do it. I was going to do it this weekend. So that's what we're going to do. This is the message that I had got to put on my heart about our theme for this upcoming year. Now I know you've probably heard some some other people talk about you know having good vision for the, a good vision for this year because of the year being 2020. But I do want to say before we continue on that 2020 vision is not the best vision. Actually, 2015 is the best vision. So if you want to talk about the best vision, you, you're five years behind. But I'm not going to go into that. I just, you know, I just got to be a smart aleck. That's my nature. But I mean, that's what the optometer says, that 2015 is the best type of vision to have. 2020 is just normal, mediocre. All right. So I got that out of my system so I could go on. But I want to talk about that word, remember. And in order for me to talk about it, I have to tell a story. And I hope you don't mind me telling the story. I think sometimes that I'm a pretty decent storyteller. And then sometimes I get a little bit 
uh, go a little bit over the top. So hopefully this time I'll be just right where everybody can be with me and understand where I'm coming from. Today we're going to be in 2 Kings, the fifth chapter. And we're going to concentrate on the 15th through the 19th verses, but I need to tell the first 14 verses in order for us to lock on to what I want us to talk about. Anybody remember what I said the title is for today? Remember. 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 There was this guy, and his name was Naaman. And Naaman was a really good general. He was the general of the Syrian army, which was conquering everything. He was the lead general of this country. And they were going through wiping out and capturing and doing all these things. And then one morning, Naaman wakes up and he sees some legions on his arms, little sores on his arms, some open sores on his arm. And went on to fight the next battle. And next thing you know, he has legions on his chest and on his legs. And he realizes that he has leprosy. Leprosy is a disease that actually causes a deterioration or a, a, a rotting away of your flesh. Usually what happens is your fingers will fall off and your toes will fall off and your nose will fall off and your ears will fall off and you just wither away. So back in those days, what they would do is they would cause a person that has leprosy because it's a contagious disease to go live outside the city. And they caused them to go away from everyone else. Well, now we have a conflict because the number one general of the Syrian army is now a leper. And we have to... We should kick him out and put him away from us, but he's our number one general, so we have this conflict going on. Now, during one of these raids, the Syrian army went and attacked one of the little sub-towns of the Jews, and they got a little girl and Naaman took this little girl and put him in her household to be the maid for his wife. And one day the little girl says to Naaman's wife, you know if the master would go to Israel, there's a prophet there that could heal him. And so the wife tells her husband, Naaman, the girl that we, our servant says that if you go to Israel, you can be healed of leprosy. Now this doesn't happen. Leprosy is a deaf disease back at that time. You're going to die. You're gonna, parts of you are going to fall off and then you die. And so Naaman goes to the king 
And he says, King, I need to go. My, I, I believe I can be cleared of this illness, of this disease, if I go to Israel. So the king writes a letter and says to the king of Israel, he says, heal my general. And he sends the general away. The general goes to Israel. You know what Israel's like? They're like, oh no. They've been beating up on everybody, stealing everybody. They're coming to attack us. He walks into the general and he hands him the letter from the king. The king says, King, heal my general. The king starts crying. Back in that day when they were feeling so distressed, they would grab their robe and just pull it and rip their, rip their robe because they, they were so, so, so distressed. So the king jumps up and just rips his robe. He says, I, how am I going to heal this? I don't have no healing power. I can't heal this man. They're just trying to pick a fight with us so that they can overtake us. As the king is sitting there in his feelings, worried about what's getting ready to happen, a man walks in to see the king. His name is Gehazi. And Gehazi happens to be the servant of the prophet Elijah. And he walks in and he says, King, my Lord, Elijah says, why are you in distress? Send the man to me that the Lord may heal him. So the king was like, okay, I can probably blame Elijah if, if he don't get healed. And maybe that won't affect the nation. So he decides to send this king to <clears throat> Elijah. Now, Elisha was the servant of Elijah. Elijah was the prophet who killed all the prophets of Jezebel when they stood on top of a mountain and said, who can call down fire from heaven? So Elisha already knows how great God is because he's seen his mentor do some things. And so as Naaman is heading to see Elisha, Gehazi comes out and says, my master says that we, you need to go to the Jordan River and dip in the Jordan River seven times. Naaman is hot as fire. Hot. He, he ready to fight mad. He, he's, he's like, I don't, this man is disrespecting me. He sent a servant out telling me this nonsense. Look how nasty that muddy. The Jordan River wasn't the, the nicest looking. It didn't look like no swimming pool with chlorine nothing in it. It looked like it was dirty and muddy. And so he was like, I, how many more lakes in and rivers in Syria, could I go let, go dip in seven times? And, and what, what, what? And then his men said something very significant to him. And they said, what, what are you so angry about 
Did you want him to tell you to do something so hard and so complex? But he asked you to do a simple thing. Let's see if it works. So Naaman reluctantly gets off his horse, takes off everything except for his underwear, and he walks into the water. He goes under the first time, nothing happens. He goes under the second time, nothing happens. The third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, the sixth time, nothing happens. Now he's on, he, he, he ready to fight now. He like, dude, we finna find out what's getting ready to happen. So he drops down the seventh time. And the seventh time he drops down and when he comes up, all the lesions that were on his body, indicating that he had leprosy, were gone. The Bible says his skin was as a baby skin. Y'all know what a baby skin looked like when it's born? It's all wrinkly and crusty. I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, after they wipe them off and everything, I'm sorry. You know, I went a little bit too. But it was, his skin was without any blemish, and he was clean. And then we get to verse number 15. And the verse number 15 says this. Then he returned to the man of God. He and all his company, and he came and stood before him and said, Behold, I know there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. So accept now a present from your servant. And Elijah says, but as the Lord lives before whom I stand, I will receive none. And then Naaman urged him to take it, but Elijah, Elisha refused. Now, you would have thought this was the end of it, but then, here comes the part where we really get to look at this situation. He says, Then Naaman said, If not, please let there be given to your servant two mule loads of earth. For from now on, your servant will not offer burnt offerings or sacrifice to any god but the Lord. In this matter, may the Lord pardon your servant. When my master goes into the house of Ramon to worship there, leaning on my arm, and I bow myself in the house of Ramon, when I bow myself in the house of Ramon, the Lord pardon your servant in this matter. And Elijah said, go in peace. I want to talk about that last little bit. I said all that just to get us to this location. Why would he ask for two mule loads of dirt to take back with him? And this ties into our title. Our title is what? Remember. Remember. The word remember means in itself to recall to the mind 
by an act or effort of memory, to think of again, to possess or exercise the faculty of memory. The old folks used to say to recollect, to have a recollection, to remember. He says, in this matter, may the Lord pardon your servant. So what was he asking for to pardon for when he goes into the house of Ramon, the, 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 uh, the God that they worshipped in Syria, he wanted to be pardoned because he still had to do his duties to the king. But what did he ask for? He asked for two mules of dirt. All right, what's the significance of this? I'll tell you. Remember that he had to go to Israel. Remember that? He went to Israel. And Israel is what? God's country. Y'all with me? So he wanted to take some of God's country back to his country so that he would have a, a memory of what happened to him. Remember. So that he could remember what happened. When he's having one of those days when everything seemed to be going wrong, he could go into his little public little place. He probably took the dirt and laid it down in a room so that he could walk in there and say, I remember. I remember that when I was getting ready to be excommunicated from my community and God had our servant girl tell me to go to Israel and God opened up this opportunity for me to be healed, I remember. Can I go a little deeper with this? A little bit deeper with this. You remember when Moses was walking through the wilderness with the sheep and he happened to see this bush burning in the wilderness. He comes back and the bush is still burning, but the confusing thing is it's not burning up. So Moses being the man he is, he walks over there closer and he hears a voice and says, boy, if you don't take off your shoes, because the ground that you're standing on is holy ground. Y'all not catching it, did you? Check it out. So holy ground, the place where the Lord is, is holy. Israel is what? The Lord's place. So the ground where Israel is, is holy ground. Joshua takes over from Moses and when he takes over from Moses, he's out there walking and all of a sudden a figure comes up on him. He grabs a sword and says, are you a friend or so or foe? And he says, sheave your sword, take off your shoes, because the ground you're standing on is holy ground, because the presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord. 
So what Naaman was doing was he was taking God's presence with him back to Syria so that when he was going through, he could walk into God's presence and remember his deliverance. I wanted to last week after hearing the testimonies just say that this year I want us just to remember. Remember your testimony. Even if you didn't stand up in front of the congregation and say anything, but remember what God has taken you through last week. Remember what he took you through last year. Remember how he's brought you to this present point in your life. Remember. Because as we remember, that encourages us in the moment to continue on to go in the direction that God has for us. Remember when you slipped and he still provided grace for you to accomplish what he called for you to do. Remember how when you thought you didn't have enough, it was sufficient for the situation. Remember to encourage yourself in the moment so that you can continue to go forward. Amen. A little bit deeper. We can't go to Israel and secure any land. If you did, they would probably get you for trying to bring foreign <laughs> soil into the United States and send you to jail. Because we have now transitioned from the physical to the spiritual when Jesus came to the earth. Now, the presence of the Lord is not ground. The presence of the Lord is his spirit that is in you. Yes, yes. So, the holy ground is where? Within you. When you accept Christ in your life, you establish a holy place within yourself. So you can go anywhere. You can be in any situation and you can cause yourself to recollect. You can cause yourself to reflect. You can cause yourself to introspect and remember. I thought I was defeated, but God gave me the victory. I thought I was overcome, but God elevated me a little bit higher. Yes. I remember. So this year, this year, our whole point, our whole thing is to remember that he's given us victory before, and guess what? He can do it again. Can do it again. That's why I made sure that song was up there today. Because... He did it before. He can do it again. Amen. If the mountain seems too high, but he moved it before, guess what? He can do it again. Because I remember that he did it before, so I know he can do it again. I remember, and because I remember, I have victory. Because this year, everyone is celebrating, but I want to tell you this, that this year 
It's going to be a turbulent year. There's going to be a lot of things changing. This is a, not only is this a new decade, a new year, a leap year, this is an election year. So all this craziness is going to be talking about each other. It, all this is going to be going on. And the people of God need to remember who they are, whose they are, and what their responsibility is to who they belong to. So next week when we dig a little deeper, I'm going to talk about some things to remember. Because I was going to stop today, but something just hit me. So I'm, we're going to do this again next week and talk about remember one more time. I'll think only one more time, but we'll see. But I want us to be encouraged that just like Naaman realized that I'm going back into my old situation, but I have a new mindset yes. because I was able to take a part of what was there and bring it with me. We don't have to go bring something with us. Because the Spirit of God lives within us and it goes everywhere that we go. And if we acknowledge Him in all our ways, like we said during offering, He will direct our path. Remember. 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 Just remember. It's not, nothing complex about it, it's one word. I was trying to come up with this nice big long thing that you know had some nice little you know nice little saying had some rhythm to it or whatever, and I was laying in bed. God woke me up and He said, "The theme for this year is remember," and I was like, "Remember what?" <laughs> and then He says, "Remember Naaman," because this is my favorite part about Naaman, not about the part about he got healed. The healing was okay. But the part that he had got transformed, that he wanted to take a part of where he was and what happened with him wherever he went. That's what, that's what caught me. Because I was just like, ever, ever since I've heard this story, I was just like, the best part is he not only changed physically, but his mindset changed. Yes. And he said, I will only serve the God that has healed me. It was not, not, nothing that the king could force. There's nothing that anybody could do. But this is because God had done something in my life. Remember. 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 Let's pray. Father, we thank you for an opportunity of mine nonetheless, that does not forget. And Father, as we rehearse in our minds all the wondrous things that you've done for us, even when we weren't even acknowledging you. But now that we have a new mindset, we want to remember what you've done we want to acknowledge you in all our ways. We want to celebrate you in every situation. We want to be thankful for whatever comes our way, that you will be glorified in all things. So as we go through this year, God, 
We thank you for making our crooked path straight, our high places low, our mountains cast into the sea, that you will be glorified in all things. We thank you, God, and honor you and bless you for all this. In your son Jesus' name, amen. amen.